You are listening to the Foamy Heads Podcast, where we discuss craft beer and anything else that accompanies a glass. It is the Foamy Heads. Yeah. Mitch and Rich on the mics. We here. <laughs> drinking beer. We here drinking beer. Uh, I'd rather not be anywhere else right now because we've got two special beers today. This is going to be fun. Yes. Really fun. It's already started out kind of fun. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> I love these guys. Yes. Living Waters, um, based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Lucky for us, mm. just few minutes away yeah not not too bad yeah good location started out as a coffee shop oh yeah that's right yeah and we decided they decided hey let's utilize the other eight hours of our day and serve <laughs> beer but turns out you can walk in in the morning if you want yeah get yeah a cold brew beer i mean yeah i mean you can get a cold brew coffee as you well can if you, want. you can they got it they got it <laughs> tea coffee cold brew no nitro as far as i know but mm. there is uh tons of beer what are we drinking? So these are the two special releases. Um, we're starting off with Dyson Sphere, a blended barrel-aged stout. I'm really excited on this one. It uh, It's 10.1% ABV, and uh, prior to recording, we knew it was going to be a bitch to get into because <laughs> um, it the wax is thick on this one. It's a thick boy. Thick so, boy. Thick boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I messaged Living Waters, and I was just like, hey, this is a thick boy. Thick boy on our hands. <laughs> They're like, what are you drinking? <laughs> Dyson Sphere. Dyson Sphere. <laughs> so we had a good laugh about it. And pro tip from Living Waters is to get that wax down to uh, about 33 to 35 degree Fahrenheit. And it'll snap off real easy. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I, you know, science baffles me sometimes. And uh, that's one of those things where instead of applying any thought to solving a problem, I just go full brawn so we had you know the pocket knife we took out the saw pliers it was a, yeah pliers saw a bottle opener with the teeth kind of we used that to chip away and it accidentally broke the seal a little bit hmm. and there was something else we used um might have been just a bottle scissors opener. scissors yeah scissors with the uh the teeth or whatever. Yeah, they have like a, it's almost like a tooth grab thing at the bottom. <laughs> you can just grab it and turn it around. I think it's mainly used for like bottles of wine and you're trying to get the, oh, like I, the foil cap off the top. I guess so. I thought it was for like breaking bone and shit. Shit, maybe it is. I, it breaking down a chicken kind of thing. I don't fucking know. I don't know, man. It, it breaks the It worked nuts for the too, beer. You know? <laughs> it's maybe a multi purpose. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, even better for beer. So. Yeah. It, it everything worked out. We got it done. It's screaming to be let out. Mm -hmm. Um, so we haven't poured it yet. So we'll go ahead and open it. Let's pop it open. The Living Waters Dyson Sphere Dyson Sphere Construct One from Living Waters, ten point one percent ABV, forty IBUs, blended barrel aged Imperial Stout. Three unique stout recipes in three unique casks. Aged for 15 months in a Willet Rye, 16 months in Four Roses, 14 months in Russell Reserve, and then blended to perfection. Swirls of cream, creme brulee, peanut butter, s'mores, vanilla, 
and sticky bread pudding. Sticky bread pudding. To tantalize mm. the taste buds with every sip. I did not come up with that. I know that sounds like I came up with it on the spot, Mitch, but I did not come <laughs> up with that on the spot. That's straight from Living Waters, which I assume comes straight off of their website. Oh, you got to pull me head on that one. Yeah, it's big. <clears throat> probably, I would imagine, probably because we were letting some of the uh, CO2 out. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. When we were initially trying to get this bitch open. Oh, it looks tasty. Yeah. There's still a little in there, so I'll let it settle a little bit. Okay. But what do you... Uh... <clears throat> so it's got that head retention right there. Yeah, they're real tight bubbles. It almost looks like a, uh, almost looks like a nitro foamy head. It does. But they're they're dissipating obviously in the opposite directions in in nitro brews when you know you're looking at the the term cascading the bubbles are kind of cascading and they're almost like imploding on themselves and they're kind of rolling backwards down the outside of the glass mm-hmm. or the edges of the glass as it's going down. This one's not doing that obviously. It's not a nitro brew, but it's got that it's got those tight tight bubbles that makes me think that it's a nitro beer. But it after looking at it just for a little bit, it kind of dissipates and turns into a a regular foamy head. It looks real dark. It is black as night. Yeah. Like space. 10.1? Yeah. Yeah, 10.1. 10. 10. So it's kind of on the same scale as a St. Bernardus. 10.1, I think, is the same. Is that a St. Bernardus? Is it around 10%? I think so. Okay. If not, it's 12, and I'm completely mismem- You mismem- and I remember. went to, uh, shout out Hendersonville, Blossom yes. Cellar Door. They yes. had a St. Bernardus tap takeover. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. The, I think it was Gary Lorio was the guy that on site. Okay. Slinging uh, St. Bernard's gear and drinks. We had this, the Abbott 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had a wit on tap as well. Yes. I think it was their. Yeah. You're I right. can't remember what it I was. I can't remember either. There's a few. Of we've them. had a few beers since then. <laughs> it's been three years or so. <clears throat> really? I think so. It's Not been, since that tap takeover. Yeah. It's really? been a minute. Yeah. Shit. COVID man will get you every time. Every every fucking time. I, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here still trying to process the second half of 2019 and 2022 <laughs> is like six months away. Yeah, it, it's wild, man. Seems like just when we were about getting ready, everything back to normal. It seems like things were starting to creep up again on us. I hope that it doesn't it doesn't do the same thing that it did when when COVID first kind of came into the country and we had this mass shutdown and all that stuff. I doubt we're going to get there, but we're hearing stories and hearing things about, you know, scares and stuff, especially with the Delta variant. Right. I hope we just don't get to that point again. Same. It sucks. No one, it's been so politicized. No one can see through, uh, I guess their own blinders. That's the it's shitty weird. part. Is yeah. This should not be political, but for <laughs> whatever reason, it is. I'll digress. I shouldn't. I shouldn't get into that. But for well, whatever reason, this has totally gotten politically out of hand. When I, I, I can't see the political aspect of it. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I got vaccinated, so I'm on the living side. If you're not vaccinated, you're not on the living side. <laughs> if you want to come to the living side and get vaccinated, <laughs> right? Uh, it's just gonna get worse from what they say. So, it's. I, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Don't get a microchip. Whatever. 
No one wants a microchip. No one wants a microchip. No RAM upgrades. No CPU increases. You know, just no, get a vaccine. Yeah. Tell them you don't. <laughs> tell them you don't want the microchip version of the exactly. vaccine. You just want the regular one. <laughs> and for those sitting there worrying that they're going to start tracking you, they already are tracking you with the device that's in your pocket. They don't need yes. a vaccine to do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've also signed papers. You've. Uh, officially documented where you live already. I mean, <laughs> they know where you are. <laughs> they know what you have. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny. Anyway, back to beer. You know, I would live in a Dyson sphere if given the opportunity. <laughs> I feel like an idiot, but I don't know what a Dyson sphere is. Well, you need to be vaccinated before you join the community. Uh, well, I, so that's me. Okay. I'm vaccinated. You're, you're all set. I got the redheaded stepchild vaccine, the Johnson & Johnson <laughs> one. So uh, yeah. I'm like 70% there. All right. According to the Delta variant. That's right. So maybe I can join the, or maybe I need the Moderna or the Pfizer to get into the Dyson sphere. Maybe, maybe. Okay. I don't know, but surely that's enough. There's next year then. I passed classes with a 70. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I passed. <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, man. Let's but, smell this thing. Yeah, dude. Oh, it Ooh, smells chocolate. so good. Uh, chocolate? Yeah. S'mores? Like, I know they mentioned s'mores in the flavor profile. And that pudding. It, it smells kind of yes. like a pudding in a way. Yeah. Oh, it smells great. Oh, man. This it, is not what I expected it to smell like, by the way. No. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't. that. This smells like a sweet dessert. I don't I don't smell any alcohol. Mm-mm. This thing is, duh. again, it's super dark. The head or the foam is kind of caramelly. Mm-hmm. Um, it stayed, but it dissipated at a decent rate. You know, it, yeah. it, it retained itself for long enough, as much as I care for. And uh, I just can't wait to dive into it. It's, it's given me bourbon barrel-aged uh, Rasputin vibes. Of course, this is going to be sweeter and more, uh, what is it? Not delicate. It's going to just beat our palate's ass. But uh, I'm okay with that. I am too. I'm, I'm ready to dive in for dessert. Let's try it. Mm. I smelt it before I drank it. I was like, mm. Mm. <laughs> "Wow, holy shit!" Barrel aged, mm-hmm. definitely. It punches you with that uh, bourbon kind of uh, front roundhouse I kick. Rye. I get a little bit of rye, a little bit of that uh, strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is that called with rye? It's almost like a. Uh... No, I guess strong would be the word. It's it's not bitter. No. By any means, but it's kind of more um it's strong. Yeah. Might might be the terminology for it. It's not I don't know. Um it's really good. Mm. It leaves a wonderful <clears throat> aftertaste. Yeah. The boozy aftertaste kind of mm-hmm. stays like the bur- the barrel aged. Yeah. Kind of fades into some like uh dark chocolate, mm. maybe. I get dark chocolate along with that. Again, what, what kind of pudding was it? <laughs> Need to consult with the interwebs. <clears throat> sticky bread pudding. Sticky bread. I guess that might be more of where I get the sticky bread pudding is kind of on the, <clears throat> not necessarily on the taste for me, but kind of more on the viscosity. Like it's a it's a heavier, it, it definitely drinks like a 10% beer, but not because... Um, of just the barrel age, like you could argue that this tastes higher than a ten percent, ten point one percent, but mm-hmm. that that heaviness, that stickiness, kind of that stays with you, like yeah. on the roof of my mouth, just stays. That's where I'm getting kind of the bread pudding. There's a little bit of that aftertaste. 
but you're right. It you kind of channeling some some Rasputin vibes mm-hmm. from a not not totally flavor profile, but it drinks like an old Rasputin. Yeah, and it, high marks on this one already mm-hmm. for me. Uh, <laughs> and this is the right temperature to drink it. I think. Yeah, it's not it's not freezing cold, and it's not room temperature. Tons of flavors coming out on this. Mm. <clears throat> Damn. Flavor profiles on untapped. Well, it's definitely barrel aged mm-hmm. and it's rich. Yep. Um, would you consider this thick? No. No. I don't eh. It's sort medium. of a medium for me yeah. too. Yeah. It, it's not exactly it's not like uh what was a thick beer I've had to compare. It's hard to think now since I haven't pursued those these dark beers in a few months but well, what about the um <clears throat> it's an it's an unreleased episode that we did but what about those cafe deaths from revolution uh, like those death tar death tar i would call them heavy heavy yeah okay. i think they drank similarly but not thick nah not thick okay i think heavy is a better word thick is like oatmeal you know well my oatmeal i usually have less water in it so it's thick so thick boy yeah thick boy <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the best example. So Thick the like pudding. <laughs> so Dogfish Head does a worldwide stout. Mm. Uh, and they do an oak vanilla aged version of it as well. But they do a regular worldwide stout, and it has been thick. Mm. When I had it, yeah, that's one of the heavier viscosities brews that I can think of at the moment. Yeah, not that it tastes anywhere similar to this, but just from a heavy thick beer mm. that worldwide stout kind of tastes like it. thick for this one hmm. i mean you could argue with it if you're not used to 10 percent beers but we are yeah yeah i agree this is probably more of a medium this kind medium yeah it, it poured real nice it didn't pour like motor oil mm-hmm. or anything definitely smooth makes me think i need to try old engine oil again <laughs> old engine oil yeah have you had that before? No. Okay. I think the last place I saw it was at a store in Mount Juliet. So. Oh, you're not fucking with me. There's no. a beer called Old Engine Oil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. oh okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, at least it was at the time. I've had it one time. Does and it, it live good. up to its name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's awesome. I really enjoyed it. So I feel like heavy, dark, thick boy beers. Yeah. <laughs> so Highwire does... Highwire does a 10W40 stout series. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> some of the, they got salted caramel. A little bit lighter on the ABV than probably this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, some of them are super dark. Like one of them that I had, I can't remember which one. It wasn't the salted caramel, but it was, it was a super dark, dark, dark caramel stout. And it was very very heavy i'll have to look it up but that 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 also kind of sat in the same camp mm. from a thick boy yeah yeah they definitely did i've had a few variations of their 10w40 it it is thick it's mm-hmm. not like my zero w20 or whatever that i had <laughs> yeah i use for my car so <laughs> that shit burns it up and eats it so yeah, I have it to, every two thousand miles i'm like you got that subaru fucking, yeah it's 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 a fine car. It got me through winter vortex and the interstate behind semis. It's fine, but it burns oil like a bitch. 
<laughs> I remember you saying that. You said you have to keep adding oil. Yeah. It's not leaking on the ground anywhere, mm -hmm. is it? No. No. It's just notorious for that. I don't know when I learned it or read about it or what, but pancake engines, I guess, are just kind of bred for burning your shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's something I'll have to look into again because I'm not a car mechanic guy. You know what I mean? I like cars, but I'm not all about the engine. I'm just like, hey, how's that frame looking? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way all the frames today suck so it's like i don't really give a shit anymore that's right <laughs> but yeah uh give me a porsche any day there you go. but you can put like a four cylinder engine in it and i wouldn't <laughs> i'd be i'd be all right with that Good you're mileage. not gonna find a porsche with a four cylinder <laughs> no. engine well boxster i don't think those are four cylinders yeah they use the subaru engine what yeah no shit yeah that's the only one that I think it's box S T E R okay. Boxster. I know I'm, I'm probably about to ruffle some feathers here. Oh, go for it. anybody that's listening that owns one. I can say <laughs> that because I used to own one. Driving a Porsche Boxster is like driving a BMW three series. Mm. The only people that ever really talk about owning Porsches yeah. are the ones that have the cheap entry level Boxsters. Yes. 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 If you're I, a, I, I can see that. If you are a badass, your car <laughs> will speak for itself. You don't have to fucking tell somebody you own or drive a Porsche. They will see it and they'll yeah. be like, shit, that dude drives a nice ass <laughs> right. Porsche. Similarly, you're driving a BMW. Oh, I drive a BMW. Mm. We get it, dude. But mm -hmm. the Nissan Maxima costs more than your BMW 3 Series does. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> God, it's weird. Yeah, I'd love to get my hands on a Boxster Porsche because I'd be one of those guys. <laughs> Trick it out. <laughs> yeah. Give it a little flair. 911 would be wonderful, but I, that, I'll never see one. Those 911 turbos are nice. Shit. Yeah. And some of the ridiculous spoilers, on, or are they on the Carrera? I'm probably butchering the word, but Carrera models or something where they have those giant whale fin. Um, it, whale fin whale tail whale <laughs> not fin. not right say that's like more of a thong riding up your ass but you know <laughs> big ass spoilers what i'm trying to get this at. may or may not be our first beer of the evening either <laughs> hey uh, well it might be yours you had that locale oh yeah i had the locale uh from yazoo shout out to yazoo hell yeah that was a good beer that was interesting yeah it, i i didn't hate that beer right that was that was actually kind of that's Ameri the main thing. It was an American Wild Ale. Yeah, American Wild Ale. Didn't hate it. Low calorie. Low 2. calorie. 2.3 carbs or something like that. Yeah. 3.5% ABV. Mm-hmm. Tasted more like a Saison to me. Yeah. It. Once you said Saison, it clicked for yeah. me. I was like, that is, yeah, that's a, This is that's the profile I was looking for to connect the dots in my brain. But they put it under their Embrace the Funk mm -hmm. logo. But I didn't get too much funk out of that beer. No, it was any. just very faint. Mm -hmm. A nice little uh, tease, if you will. That that beer for somebody like myself, if I were to kind of grow into that category, that's mm -hmm. where I would start. Definitely. Uh, if you're not a sour person, funk person, sour is not really the right word to use. I'll say funk. If you're not a funk person, yeah. that's a good starter beer, mm -hmm. especially at Yazoo that has like, you could almost do a flight leading up to the heavier funk with what they've got currently. So, sorry. I think, uh, what was it? Locale with an E? Yeah, locale, L-O-C-A-L-E. I don't remember what I said earlier, but this is 3.8%. 3.8%. 3.8. ABV. <clears throat> yeah. 
Low-calorie, low-carb pale ale fermented with a single local Nashville harvested yeast strain. Brewed with golden promise malt, flaked wheat, and rye. Hopped with earthy saws and delicate additions of citra. Mm. 3.8% ABV, 94 calories, and 2.3 grams of carbs calculated. It was super easy to drink, and considering it's 90-plus degrees today. It's a good one to have on hand. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. That was from that was from Mitch. Mitch brought that over, and I was really excited. Low cal, oh, and I was like, American <laughs> Wild Ale, right? But it turned out good. It was great. I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was fantastic. I, I I don't know. I didn't know what I expected out of that one. To be honest, low calorie usually puts a distaste in my mouth, but those beers are on the rise because I mean they got a seltzer market to compete oh with, God. right? So. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I'm probably going to catch shade for it, but I'm so <laughs> waiting for that face to just die down. Yeah, I'm, I like seltzers, but alcoholic seltzers have a certain twang to them, not a fan of. Mm. I'm, if I'm drinking a seltzer, I'm kind of drinking it to get hydrated. Yeah. Not fucked up, but I mean, or, or it, put it in something else that already has it's a alcohol, mixer. gin and tonic, or <laughs> that's true. They make hell water. of a good mixer. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I haven't done that at home. So, yeah. Uh, Here's some raspberry flavor, but you don't get all the raspberry flavor. Yeah. It's like, oh nope, take it away real quick. Right, right. I don't, I don't. Seltzers are weird because it's like they almost give you the flavor, and then right when you're about to experience a good flavor, they just pull <laughs> it back from you. It fades. It fades. <laughs> yeah, the it's kind of like my whole gripe with ciders. That's me personally. It's nothing against the profile seltzers and all that, but just not my thing. But I, I, I love like normal apple cider mm. it's second it's alcoholic it's too sweet for me or something it's too much I, I i can have like a taster and that's it well they try to go in different directions yeah. with it too it's like how can we take a cider and flip it up and that's good from a unique standpoint but yeah don't i mean just stick with stick with the no i i personally don't mind ciders i understand the market for it but i don't really drink them yeah yeah it's just same. not my thing same yeah I think I think I had Gypsy Cider several times at beer festivals. Yeah, it's a good just like I taste it every time to push my limit. That's all. I, that's why I go to beer festivals to test the palate out, you know. Yep. And just see where I where I lay, because I'm not going to spend money on something I know I don't like, like a six pack or whatever. So beer festivals, I've already paid my ticket. I'm going to try everything, see what I, see what hits. And that ticket most of the time costs you upwards of sixty or seventy bucks. <laughs> several, several four packs. Oh you better drink gosh. your share while drink you're there. Drink your share. <laughs> That's why I have a little bit of everything. You Man. won't find this beer at a festival, though. Oh hell no! Yeah, nah. This one uh, sold out quick. Did it? Yeah. They had a they had a little bit of a fuckery. Uh, like from a pre-order standpoint, yeah, yeah that that word uh, my boss taught me, uh, buckery. It's very fun to say, but they had an issue with um, some of the checkout things because they had their own. I don't know if it's proprietary or custom-made thing or what, but um, people got in air quote charged twice because mm. they had to fix something on this on the spot. So everyone got a notification that yeah you you got your beer and you're you've been charged and then they had to run it through again. I don't remember what happened, but they fixed it and of course they dropped the other pending charge. But that mm. freaks everyone out nowadays because oh, yeah. everyone's got 
they're connected to their banks in their hand. <clears throat> so you're getting the notifications. You're just like rolling out what, um, or the bank's telling you what's happening with what you've been charged and what you've paid for. And then you get dinged twice. You're like, ah, oh, hell no. So you're immediately going to reach out, you know, raise some hell. <laughs> so I hope they did okay with the people that, you know, did that but yeah thankfully the pending charges they posted about it they kept everyone very aware they're very good people they just made sure everyone was aware of the situation so living waters has been very open yeah with everything that they're doing when we had that interview with ryan mm -hmm. you know back in towards the beginning of the season gosh it might have been is it last year it might have been 2020 it was 2020 we yeah. did a virtual virtual uh interview yeah if you guys haven't if you guys haven't heard that one then go check that one out it's it's further down. Maybe we'll we'll post a link to it on like our Twitter feed or something like that. But definitely, the, the interview with Ryan. He's just he's number one. He's a great guy. Him yeah. and Gentry are just cool ass people. Yeah, you know. But they're very open about everything they do. Oh, well, we want to tweak this a little bit. We mm -hmm. want to do that. And I I appreciate that they don't release beer that they wouldn't want other people to drink, much less beer that they wouldn't drink. But at the same time. They understand that the reason they're named Living Waters is because it's a constantly evolving process. Yeah. So you can release an IPA and he might be like, well, you know, it's really good. It's not what I was going for. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to tweak a little bit. That, that's exactly why their Highgate series exists. Right. You know, they're different hops. You know, can we do this a little bit different? Mm-hmm. And their IPAs are just, you know, they just don't, well, it's not what I wanted, So, but I'll just stick with it anyway. They're constantly evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I love the Highgate series because it's always going to be something different. Yep. That same, same, or the other side of the same coin. I'm like, I missed that number one. Oh, it was first so Highgate. Yeah. Oh, Dude. Man. That one blew me away with the coconutty taste from the hops. There question, was, so I have a question for you on that. Yeah. Is it nostalgia? Uh, it could be partly for sure. Or do you specifically going, I remember this first one. Well, the no. first one I bought like three, four packs of. Got it. So you've had it quite a few times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I bought well, that's quite a bit of that. it. Yeah. The second one was good. I think the third one I bought a couple packs of. And then uh, Series C, D, E. I think we're on E right now. I think we. I think they just launched 1701F. Oh, okay. So I have had the F and it's all right. Uh, I need to have it again just to like re-put it into my head, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, I've only had it on draft. I didn't buy a pack of it to have time and time again. So I definitely need to go check it out along with all their other offerings because they're pumping them out. Yeah. They've got two Pilsners, I think, now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, they've got their IPAs. And, oh, um, I think it was Yosemite. But what was their other IPA? Um, light, light something. Well, light, the light was good. Yeah. Okay. That one was really good. Uh, but I'm thinking, you remember the first time I introduced you to Living Waters? It was that... Gulfoss. Was it Gulfoss? I don't think it was Gulfoss. It, it was in a, uh, a, a crawler. Hmm. And it was a mixture of hops. Victoria? It was a... Well, Victoria. That's a good... That's what I was <clears throat> looking for. So, um, when I first introduced you to Living Waters with the crawler of their IPA, it was like Yosemite with Citra. I think, or something it was, like that. It was Yosemite. Okay. It was Yosemite because they had the, they had the original Yosemite. Yeah. Which is what I think you introduced me to with the Crowler. Yeah. And then you and I were at Living Waters, and then they had Yosemite with Citra. Well, what I got was with Citra. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it. So, it was so that's what amazing. I started out with. Then. Yes. Ah. 
And that is now Victoria, from what I understand. Oh. I need to check my facts. But, yeah, you know, I, I it, it's along the same lines so because good. people, you know, talked about that IPA with Citra, <clears throat> I think it was. So, you know, Ryan, correct us, slap us, you know, feed us beer until we can't drink anymore <laughs> if we're wrong. But it, it's one of those things, like, uh, I kept going and getting that crowler. I yeah. got it for a work occasion, a meeting with my boss, a... I got it for you. I, I bought multiple crawlers of that. So you, you, I mean, you were the one that got me onto Living Waters. Okay, I, I, I just I've remember sharing even, the crawler. I never I heard. I never heard of them before. Okay. Um, I know you had gone to a coffee shop. Maybe I'd heard of them from a coffee shop standpoint. Maybe. And then you and you mentioned it, and DJ I think had had it as well, and was like, oh, oh Yosemite, yes, yeah. that was so good. Yeah, Yosemite, yeah. And I think you, me, and DJ might have sat on the back porch one day and split that crawler. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. So we had good. a big beer share, share day. Ryan, day. you have a great talent, man. Yeah, you, good ass palate. Stop making me spend money. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, and this one's no exception. No, nah, this one's amazing, man. I'm still cruising on it. Yeah, I'm not feeling too wasted. I'm glad we split a bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the blacked out bottles, and then the more minimalistic labels. But it's got such a nice little. I don't want to call it pop art because it's not, but I like the texture and all that stuff. The yeah. Whoever's doing that, kudos. I mean, it sells me on the design itself. All their bottles are great like that. They're just, they're, yeah. I don't want to call them stick figures, but they're real. I think minimalistic is the word for it. Yeah. Dyson Sphere seems to be a little bit more complicated than their other bottles, but only because it's a Dyson Sphere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I might have accidentally. I don't think you can live on Dyson Spheres. <laughs> I might have been thinking about oh, about a different space construct. Hold on. It's not the vacuum. Just so I everyone's Dyson, aware. I, I thought a Dyson Sphere was like a source of energy. It is. You're right. It's a power output thing where you surround a star and take its energy. And, and absorb its energy. Yeah. You don't want to live there. Because you're talking about, you know, there's there's many experiments talking about if we could take a Dyson Sphere and and lay it over our sun and just yeah. like pull the sun's energy. That's like a type six civilization or some shit like that. It's We're high up there. That year. No, we keep killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> we keep having pandemics and not wearing masks. We yeah. can't. We're, we're not able to graduate to that level of humanity yet. Shit, what is that megastructure then that it encapsulates a civilization in it? It's in Gundam and shit. I don't remember. Uh, space Colony. This is going to be one of those Google search results. It's going to be like, did you mean? And you're going to be like, yes, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that I, I keep forgetting what they're called. It's, Space Colony is good enough to go with because Space it's given me all the 1980s artwork. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it keeps the center of gravity by rotating and everyone's laid out in a <clears throat> whole little mega structure. But anyway. My bad. <laughs> I hadn't even been drinking yet. I'm just stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to rate this. I I went ahead and did. Oh, myself. did you already check it in? I did. Ah, okay. So I haven't seen it yet. Mm hmm. Hmm. I am going with. Mm. Damn, that's good. Four five. I did that exact thing. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, great. It's damn good. I, I really, 
really like it. If I could, <clears throat> and obviously, you know, in search of the perfect beer, what could I, there's not much about this beer that I want to change because I just, I enjoy the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Um, <clears throat> I think if it was to be even more perfect and I have to be extremely picky, yeah, a little more flavors because they, they listed quite a bit. Yeah, and we didn't really get all of them. Right. But on based on what I tasted Unless alone, our palates just suck. I mean, there's always Could that. have been that. There's that. But I mean, based on my palate alone, it is a four or five solid beer. Mm-hmm. And that, in a typical rating system that's not untapped, I would say it's a five out of five because it's just so good and enjoyable. But because I'm trying to be a beer snob... On untapped. <laughs> on untapped. <laughs> which is the worst place to do that. Yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway. Four or five. It's going to, just because I can nitpick something, I can bring it down a little bit. So it's going to be a four or five. But, I mean, this is a very well executed beer. This is probably, <clears throat> and and it'll be one of the other episodes that we end up getting into when we review the second uh, if we haven't already done so, I can't remember this. The second of the Mythos clubs, mm. but the <clears throat> Living Waters likes to use cinnamon mm. in their stouts, and I'm I'm still kind of warming up to it. Same. I'm not I'm not big on the cinnamon, so I'm really glad that I got to enjoy this Russian Imperial Stout because mm-hmm. I was so much looking forward to having this one. And I yeah. didn't read anything about it before getting on here tonight, right. so I'm really glad I didn't pick up like loads of cinnamon in this beer. Yeah, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised because the cinnamon's been good, mm-hmm. and they do really good work with cinnamon. It's never, it, I haven't had the experience like I had with Avery, and it's triple vanilla. Where it's just over cinnamon. the top. Yeah. They never do. They never go over the top with cinnamon, and I right. very much appreciate when they do that. Right. So they know what they're doing. They're calculating it. Mm-hmm. They're pushing the limits, yep. but it hasn't been overpowering. So that I, you know, there's that. Kappa was Kappa. very cinnamon. Yeah, that was the first Mythos series release, I believe. Right. I think so. I yeah. think so. Yep. And uh, yeah, it, I mean, lots of cinnamon, and I, I still have one, and he. Ryan definitely suggested to drink it at ASAP. And I was like, nah, I'm going to hold on to it. And I'm going to be a bad craft beer guy. <laughs> Listen to the brewer. I know, right? Most beers, when they release, is when you should drink them, mm. to be honest. But you know, with stouts and higher alcohol, you can age them and they can mellow out. But when a brewer releases a beer to them, that means it's ready. Exactly. Drink it. Yeah. Pro tip. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. Stone enjoy after series. That oh, they right. do Where they just they really come on, man. We all know that's a fad. Like you have the enjoy by series, which is great. Their mm-hmm. IPA that say okay, have it by this day. Yeah. Otherwise, it's probably going to start to get weaker on you. Enjoy by seven four. Enjoy by twelve twenty five. Enjoy by one one. You know, so like much yeah. milestones. But then they have the enjoy after series. I, I, honestly, I haven't seen them in a while, but. They release them before they're ready. Yeah. And the goal is, oh, age it for a while. It's a fucking IPA. Right. You're releasing it to us because you don't want to house it in your warehouse <laughs> and making us pay for the space after we've already paid for the beer. And it's always hot with some sort of like Brett yeast or something like that. So when you <laughs> pop it open two days after, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, and it starts spraying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, super high concentrated uh-huh. and high carbonated. It's just don't do that. 
It's aggravating. Release a beer when it's time to drink it. Yeah. Ryan does that. Yeah, he does. He does it with intent and purpose. Yes. So I'm about done with this, man. Yeah. So four or five on the uh, untapped mm-hmm. ratings. Uh, untapped is the rating system from hell, but yep. please go get it if you want to find beers local to you. That's the main reason I have it. Yep. Uh, untapped, you should pay us. <laughs> <laughs> I check in enough of the beers, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all, I'm closing in on a thousand. Yeah. I just keep not checking things in though. <laughs> You're way over a thousand oh, yeah. in IRL. Yeah, I am. I just I, I at least checked this one in. Yes. I, I'm on Before the Before I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. Oh, I'll forget if I don't. So That's true. I just you know, usually I'm using my phone for something else and now it's just sitting there staring <laughs> at me. So now I use it for things like untapped. But anyway. Uh I'm gonna polish this off and yeah. I guess it'll be time for a rinse session. Rinse break. Yes. We'll be right back. And we're back. Yes. Man. More beer. More beer. More living waters. Always a good thing. So this one is was released alongside Dyson Sphere. Yes. Side by side. Uh, you had to pre-order both. Not a stout. Nope. Stellar Engine is the name of the beer. Barley wine is the style. English barley wine, 10.1% ABV, 30 IBUs. Another heavy hitter. It's a, it's a good one. I'm, uh, you know, the first one didn't really tackle my brain too hard. No. So it was pleasant. This one probably will. Maybe this one will bring me to space. Drinking too. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is first in puns. <laughs> of course. And you are a damn close second. <laughs> That's where you get it from. I mean. From it, your father. It was nonstop growing up. Yeah. Uh, everywhere. Everywhere. And some of them are, were so subtle that people would have to come back later and be like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> like some of them sit for a while and then they hit, you know, later. It, it's. He he he's really on the on point with those puns because they're never good. They're just always like they tag you later. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's either instant or uh, it's like the candy now or later. Yeah. Or now and later. Now or later. They're called now and later's. That works. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that was a good try though. I mean, I had to chew on it a little bit. But oh God. The uh, some stellar engine just so I don't fuck it up this time. Yeah. <laughs> They're hypothetical megastructures that also use stars' radiation to create usable energy. So both of these heavy hitters are space objects. They're based on spaced megastructures that sap sun's power. Okay. How do we take that with beer? I don't know. Um, The bottle is the stellar engine, and I'm drinking the sun. That's too deep. (laughs) That is way too deep for me. Uh, anyway. But this is a series. Yeah, it is. It looks like it. Voyage 1. The other one, was it Voyage 1 it or was, was it? Voyage 1. Yeah. So it was uh, Dyson Sphere Voyage 1. I can confirm that real quick. So I, I almost feel just by the, the name itself, mm. 
that maybe they're trying to make this a series. And if they do, that'd be great because yeah. I would drink the hell out of this again. This is going to be like, I, I, I don't want to amp it up too high, but this is kind of the Nashville Dark Lord to me right now. Construct one. Construct and Voyage. Construct one. Dyson Sphere, Construct which makes sense. Yeah. Because a Dyson Sphere is something that has to be, well, so does Void. So does Stellar Engine. Yeah. Never mind. I thought I was on to something there. That's wait. 10%. No, wait, 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 wait. Dyson Sphere, Construct one. Right. Stellar Engine's Voyage one. Because it's propelling itself. <clears throat> the, Ryan, con the Construct around the sun versus the Voyage sapping the sun to go somewhere i feel like ryan is gonna have to set us straight on this one <laughs> We're, we'll talk to him he's probably gonna listen to this, those dumb fucks don't know what they're talking about yeah probably we're drinking your beer man damn it and we like it we're not scientists but damn it we're gonna drink till we are one yeah <laughs> if you have enough beer you can sound smart yes That's uh not true yeah, I, my brain started trying to do the thinking on a pun. I was like, stop it. I told it to stop. I'm not going to do it. But the label is pretty fucking dope. Uh, yeah. It's a little rocket ship thing shooting. Hold up. So it's stealing the sun energy while jettisoning itself towards the sun still. Jettisoning? Well, it didn't shoot itself out of itself. So how about... <laughs> propelling itself yes. towards the sun. There you go. <laughs> Science. Although I like jettisoning better. Yeah, but yeah, I had a I went from like a full spaceship cuz I'm a nerd for shit like space and yeah. Star Trek and wars and stars, you know what I mean? Still but cool ass black bottle. It is. It's a perfectly black bottle and black label with a little bit of a diagram with surrounding imagery silver wax this time silver wax the last wax was gold golden wax yeah this wax was easier to get through i did not do the pro tip on this i took the pliers out and peeled that bitch <laughs> but it was a lot easier this time having done it once prior so <laughs> i feel like there were two things at play one i feel like because you are a professional oh okay and you were able to get through <laughs> this one because of your experience of the Dyson Sphere. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like this wax is a little bit thinner. Like this yeah. all seemed a little bit smaller. Than they did the better. Sphere. They did better on this one. They need to do that every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I haven't dipped wax myself for, for a bottle thing and I know probably just by assumption how easy it is just to overdo it. Yeah. But I don't know if you can fix it <clears throat> after a it's too late at that point. Is it a consistency or is it a too heavy of a dip? I don't it, know. I, it must not be consistency because <clears throat> I don't think. Uh, so when we were, and we can talk about this in a minute, but when mm. we were at the Living Waters uh, Mythos 2021 members. Oh, that was fun. Uh, party mm -hmm. a while back. Um, <clears throat> we were talking with uh, Shane Rogers. <laughs> Shane. Dude's Everyone wild, knows Shane, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was talking about the, uh, he actually went over to Ryan and asked Ryan to pull out one of the Dyson spheres that had like the triple wax on it. Triple wax. That thing looked like a dildo, man. I mean, it was <laughs> wild how much wax was on it. It was more than the wax that we had on ours. Yeah. Uh, there, There's a photo of that somewhere out there. And uh, just to keep things 
right, delete that post. <laughs> God. Shane will know what you're talking about. That's right. Shout out to Shane, man. You got a lot of shit going on. What up, Egg Money? What up, Shane? But that <laughs> one had a much thicker golden wax than our Dyson Sphere had. Yeah. So that leads me to believe it's not all about just how the max was the wax was made but it, like how it was dipped and how yeah, many yeah, times yeah. it was dipped and things like that so okay they had to do multiple dips seemed like on that one they did okay but this one seemed to be not easy but much easier according to when you were opening this one than the yeah. last one was stellar engine yeah i got through it a lot lot quicker because uh initially you took the scissors teeth to yep. it gripped it and ripped it and then i used pliers and surgically took it apart don't pop it open <laughs> yes do it <laughs> i'm sitting here staring at it i'm like i'm looking mm. I, it's, it looks good so it's got the it's got the existing living water style the dark black bomber style bottle dude um S- sniff it <clears throat> the semi oh mm. that smells great I have no idea what this is going to look like. I'm expecting like a dark caramely, right? Not dark, but maybe like medium. Almost kind of looks like a, well, no. All right. This pours a little quicker yeah. than the other one. The other one is a little more, uh, what, what was the word? I was expecting, so we had a, um, what was the Death Star that we had? Revolution? Yeah. It was a, it was a barley wine, I thought. Oh, yeah. There was one that we had, and it poured almost like a golden ale yeah. style. Like, it was a little bit medium-bodied. It wasn't as caramely looking. For some reason, that's that's one of the only few barley wines that I've had. I was expecting this to kind of pour like that, but this pours a little bit darker. It does. It, it really does. God, and these are full glasses too, Mitch. You know, it kind of works out. <laughs> Why? They're ten percent each and we're each having two glasses of ten percent a year. I think it, it it works. It works. It's great. The the bad thing about well, the good and bad about Living Waters beers is you do not feel the high alcohol beer in the Living Waters until you stand up later and then you're like, Oh shit. Like this one's getting to me. Yeah, that's true. We are seated. I've oh. never, I've never had a super boozy Living Waters beer. Barrel age is one thing, but like if it's high alcohol, ten point one is nothing really to laugh at, you know. But when you're drinking a ten point one percent beer, you're like, ooh, you're feeling it for whatever reason. I don't get that. Yeah, no. With I, any of with any of Ryan's beers, I mean, we pregame with Totino's. <laughs> That's a good point. We had pizza rolls prior to this. Shout out to Totino's. You should pay us. <laughs> Our guts are lined with pizza rolls right now. I think the yeast from the pizza rolls yeah. are enjoying their treat. The combination <laughs> ones, too. So it's the pepperoni, the sausage, and the cheese. Mm. Yeah, they were good, man. They, we uh, like our pizza rolls like we like our beer. Complicated and layers of flavor. There we go. Totino's. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to Totino's. I'm going to feel like ass tomorrow morning. <laughs> It's at least it's the weekend. That's we, true. We chose a good day for yeah. this. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and prep my untapped. I want to say something about this beer, though, Do before it. we drink it. Um, it's dark in color. Almost looks like a... Uh, 
almost looks like a porter. Like yeah. a cross between a porter and like a brown ale. Um, brown ale. More like a brown ale. It looks yeah. like a brown ale. I know it's not going to drink like a brown ale. Good God, the nose. It's like, it's good. I'll start by saying it smells like exactly a uh, barley wine because there's a little bit of feet in it. Feet? Feet. Okay. I don't know. Feet? It smells like stinky. F-E-E-T? Yeah. Feet? I think feet. Okay. Feet. It's got some stank on it. <laughs> <laughs> this beer smells like feet. Can't yeah. wait to dig in. Yeah. Well, it's like cheese, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beer profiles, man. <laughs> when, it, when it's stinky, it's good. Real earthy and like disgusting <laughs> smelling. And can't wait to dive in and take a taste of it. Oh, wow. My nose hates it, but I, my mouth will yeah. like it. <laughs> Tar aftertaste. It's great. God, we're about to delve into like the nether regions of the internet with this conversation. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's about to go real dark. But no, yeah, it smells good. I. I I wish I knew a little bit more about barley wine on why the smell is so distinct. It's kind of, for me, it's more of the, it's like a cross between rye and boozy. Yeah. Yeah. I could see the, I mean, the rye is the important part, right? Yeah. But I've, I've never had a barley wine where it's just like, ah, it's just, it doesn't taste boozy. And, mm-hmm. and maybe I haven't had the wrong barley wine, or because really the only barley wines I've ever had, uh, Revolution. Yeah. Um, we, of course, this one tonight. Uh, we still have a barley wine to drink. Living Waters, Trenton. Have we not had that one? Never opened it. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> it just dawned on me. I was like, ah, shit. We didn't do that because we got busy with interviews, which yeah. is a good thing. Good problem to have. You know, this is the first time that we're sitting down in over a month. Yeah. And yeah. actually having a one-on-one drinking session. Good problem. We've had, yeah, great problem. You know, we had um, <clears throat> we had Michelle with Wiseacre, and then we had Kat with Rheingeist, and then we sat down with the Poor Choice Awards guys. Good people. That was great. That was a good time, too. Yeah. I'm going to get two more mics for you guys so we can do it again with the full group. Yeah, it'd be great to have all four of them on here. Yeah, and we may be, uh, I don't know, in the future, maybe we'll hang out where they hang out and uh, do that kind of deal. It'd be but, fun to do some more collab with them. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Poor Choice Awards. If you haven't listened to the episode, it's the, it's uh, fairly recent. Yeah, it's about two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I think the next thing they were doing, I don't know if it's out yet, was just to plug them for a minute. Was drinking partners, drinking partners, the, yeah. the flip cup tournament, at <laughs> yeah, casual pint. I just watched the "It's Always Sunny" episode of Flip Cup, nice, and uh, it made me think of that. I was like, oh, I hope it goes well for both groups. <laughs> drinking partners, man, they're wild. I was listening yeah. to some of their stuff the other day. I was like, just keeping up with them, it's next level, man. I just, I'd, I'd have you know, to, I'd have to. It'd be crazy. It's definitely entertainment because I cannot keep up if I'm working. Yeah. There's a lot going on. They cover you gotta be a paying lot of attention. Things. Yeah. 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 But uh, they're doing the flip cup tournament with dude, casual pint. I would love to watch it. Yeah. That would be fantastic. So I hope they do video because that would be wonderful. Maybe an Instagram live or something. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing because I haven't met drinking partner. So it's just one of those things where it's like a flip cup tournament. Yeah, there needs to be some video or footage or something, <laughs> man. That, that'd be wonderful. 
I can't wait. I, I'm definitely going to just see how that episode goes for sure. Yeah. But this is the first time we've actually had just kind of a day to ourselves. Yes. And drinking because it's been, you know, we've been blessed with having, being able to, to sit down with multiple people and, and it's not done yet. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got more people in the pipeline. It's just craft beer wants to talk. Yeah. I love and it. We want to talk with craft beer too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and not to plug or anything, but like you know, this is this is the time mm. for people to get out and talk about it in this day and age. If you want to talk, that's what we're here for. Definitely, and you don't even have to be the brewer. No, if no, you like we, craft beer, yeah, <laughs> we do. I mean, we've done collabs with other podcasts. We've done it with sales rep. I mean, Wiseacre and um, Rheingeist. Mm-hmm. You know, sales mm-hmm. reps. Cat was awesome. Michelle was great. Dude, all the reps so far are where the action's at, really. I mean, they are enthusiastic about what they're sporting and everything. And that's so, important. Yes. It's great. And they all know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and they all just, and they all want to get along. There's no competition between craft breweries. It's collabing, coming together, helping each other out. And that was apparent when we had the the discussion with Chad at Big Ten. Yeah. Or with Tenfold. And they were talking about, you know, there were breweries around him that was out of stuff and Chad was out of stuff and he just sent a text message out and people were like, Hey, come get it. I got, yeah. you know, I got a, I got a, a bag of yeast for you or a, a bag of pellets or a bag of hops, you know, right. whatever Ingredients. the case was. People share. And they just, yeah. You know, so shout out to craft beer. Yeah, man. I, every, the craft beer scene in Nashville, middle Tennessee, Tennessee in general, you know, everyone looks out after each other. So that's great. I want to try this. Yeah, I keep bringing it up to my mouth and then going, "Oh shit, we haven't we haven't initiated." Well, let's <laughs> the, the initiate. Tasting. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Man, it smells like a barley wine. I can't wait. Mm. Woo! That is a punch. Yes. Woo! <laughs> it is. It is Fuck. strong at first, and then really kicks you in the mouth at the end. <laughs> Yo, this like is a, a strong first wow. voyage. <laughs> Ryan, what'd you do, man? This is, uh, this is great. This is, uh, this is a punch in the face. That one woke me up a little bit. Oh, there's like a, the second aftertaste. Yeah. It like kicks. So there's the initial barley wine. Yeah. Like, woo, you know, it's uh-huh. like, oh, it's a kick in the mouth. And you're like, ooh, okay. But then it like dies down real quick and it comes back again and, and, and hits it's, you for round two. It's got a vengeance. It's strong, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me I'm gonna look up barley wine real quick. Cause there's been few and far between that I've had barley wines that have been, to my recollection, like great barley wines. Okay. But at the same t- time, I haven't just had a flight of barley wines, so I can establish a central profile yes you know what i mean we're not we're not necessarily palate experts yeah 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 well this one says a blended barrel-aged barley wine housed in willet rye and bourbon casks for 14 months and then precisely blended back together strawberry jam greets you at first opening the door to layers of toffee sugar and butter pecan ice cream i can see butter pecan for sure really yeah it's that lingering flavor on my palate. Okay. So, uh, barley wine ranges in color from translucent deep amber 
to Cloudy Mahogany, shout out Anchorman, to near OPAC <laughs> Black. <laughs> and uh, this is amber, but yeah. close to black. Too. Yeah. So I was going to say it's somewhere between the second and the third one that you It's mentioned. a Cloudy Mahogany Opaque Black Barley Wine. It's a great color. It's awesome. You know it's a little sinister because we just tasted it. <laughs> but uh, it has the strength typically of 6 to 12% by volume. And uh, that's a little, it gets real technical here. But um, it's made from grain rather than fruit. It is a beer. Everyone kind of knows that there. Uh, what? Huh? There's a beer writer called Michael Jackson. Wait, what? Yeah. So I know three Michael Jacksons now. <laughs> Michael Jackson, the Michael Jackson. King you know Pop. three or you know two? And, and No, I know three now. Oh, I, I barely know the third one, which I just learned about. But then Michael Jackson's also Trevor in Trailer Park Boys for through the first like eight seasons or ah, so. Okay. His name's Michael Jackson. <laughs> the the guy that wore the tea bag sweater. Fucking Trevor. Corey and Trevor. <laughs> yeah. And then uh now this is a Michael Jackson who's a beer writer. Uh very distinctive with an earthy hoppiness, a whininess, lots of fruit and toffee flavors. I don't get toffee. I don't I do and it's more like you said butterscotch earlier. There is a sweetness towards the end. I, I could see where toffee butter could pecan. be a thing. Butter pecan. Butter pecan ice cream. I, I Maybe my palate's just not advanced mm. enough, but I'm not getting any of that. But I don't really know what toffee tastes like because I don't eat it enough. Mm. Butter pecan, I'm just not really a fan of butter pecan. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. I, I get the rye. I get butter pecan off this when I have that mental imagery along with what I've had of butter pecan at the very end. Mm. It's sweet and it's got that kind of fatty butteriness to it that's uh present across the whole tongue, you know. Okay. It's got a I I'm trying to think of the name of it, but it's pungent. <laughs> That it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is super pungent. It, it's lacquered my tongue. I can't. I can't sit here and say. Well, I'll hold my thoughts until the end. All right. All right. But I think it's good. It is good. I, I'm not a. I'm not a huge barley wine guy. Number one, but number two, I also don't know a lot about barley wines. Same. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, my rating is going to be a little skewed on this one. Yeah. But. And that's that's literally what I was about to say is I don't really know how to rate this one mm -hmm. and be fair right. to Living Waters. I'm enjoying it. Um, just like my other one, just on taste and flavor alone, you know, is how I'm going to rate it. Uh, I'm not an expert on barley wine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at all. Can't claim to be. I'm still going to give this one pretty high marks, though, because it's delicious. It's pungent. It's a kick in the mouth. Um it's brightened my world. Um, what else can I say? It, it's got... It's stellar. <laughs> but I'm... <laughs> you got me on yeah. that one. Uh, now you got my engine going. This one... Oh, God. <laughs> this one, I will say that I, I haven't had very many barley wines before. And 
this one ranks towards the top mm-hmm. out of barley wines that I've had. And I, I don't really remember. I just barley wines for me, I guess I kind of thought they were like boozy IPAs, but I could kind of see that maybe if it was a red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, okay. So that's exactly right. If it was like one of those, um, <clears throat> like an Imperial red ale or yeah. like at a, a, a red IPA or something like that. Yeah. Then maybe it might fit into more of this category, but the more I try, this one doesn't really taste as much like a red ale or a red IPA. And, and I appreciate that because this is heavy. Yeah. I think the rye really plays favor to butter pecan. Okay. And this is on top of rye, it's barrel aged. So that's where the sweetness is coming from. So they're, they're fighting each other a little bit on this one, but they're working together on this one, in my opinion, because you're getting that sweetness, which is a lightness to butter pecan because it's like a tasty treat, but it's got a slight bitterness to it that bites. I kind of taste it now. Yeah. A little bit of the butter pecan. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's faint to me. Right. It grows as you keep sipping because I'm a little further in. But it really, it, it sounds stupid to say, but it's kind of buttery. Yeah. Like it's, I know, obviously, butter pecan, but like when I'm drinking this beer, it's like, well, butter pecan, to be fair, is not. I can't believe it's not butter. butter. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's sugar. <laughs> it's kind of um, creamy without the. Yeah. Creamy without the creamy sweet good. taste to it. It's kind of. Uh, yeah. Creamy, I guess. A buttery. Buttery, mm-hmm. I guess, is the word, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. obviously makes sense considering it's butter pecan. But yeah. I kind of get a little bit of that towards the end and it mm-hmm. stays with me a little. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's fantastic. So it's not as harsh as that barley wine we had from Revolution. This one's a lot smoother. I'm trying to remember the name of that Revolution one. That I know had. it's bothering me. I can't remember because it's such a formidable name, too, if I remember right. But I mean, I'm remembering not remembering. Straight at this Jacket. Point. Fuck, Straight Jacket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good name. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. And again, I like I like this better than I like Straight Jacket. Yes, by far. I think Straight Jacket <laughs> I gave a four last time. I'm trying to remember. I actually never checked in Straight Jacket. I should have, but I didn't. Mm. Um, 13.1%. Holy shit. That one's a lot jacket. more stout. So no wonder it was a little more boozy. Yeah. <sighs> there it is. Notes of stone fruit, toasted coconut, molasses. And vanilla. I do remember the vanilla. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It did have like a soothing vanilla aspect to it. Interesting. I like this one more. This one's got a lot of character. You know, um, good word for it. I, I, I don't. I felt like I was bashing Stellar Engine for half the time here, but it, it is fantastic. Uh, if you're bearing with us through <laughs> our experience here, nah. You, if you know somebody that's got Stellar Engine, it is definitely worth your time to try and get a taste it's a distinctive and it's definitely one of the better barley wines i've had yeah. ever is this their no we already said this isn't the first one i think trent was well to my knowledge trent's the first one but we missed out almost the first eight months of living waters because i think i learned about it after the pandemic oh okay like during the pandemic it started or something i don't remember i think i went maybe right before but I can't remember exactly what introduced. No, okay, okay, okay. I had to have gone before because I bought those crawlers. Mm. So I don't know 
when the pandemic happened between my time of experiencing them versus my crawlers and then the pandemic happening. So it must have been two, maybe I missed a month or two. Okay, I don't feel so bad now. Well, so only... I think Trent was the first one. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. I think they were open four or five months before the pandemic even started. Yeah. <laughs> like not long. No, not not long at all. You know, and you can attribute that to, you know, the guys at Crazy Gnome as well. Those guys have really experienced headache and hassle the whole time. You know, right when they were about to open, mm -hmm. they got hit with the tornado. And then after that, they started recouping and then COVID hit and all that. And so Living Waters kind of is the same thing. Yeah. And I just looked up Trent. It's yeah. not bourbon barrel aged. It's just straight barley Straight wine. English barley wine. Yeah. What's the uh, ABV on it? 10.1. <laughs> is this Trent? Ryan, what are you doing <laughs> to us, man? Nah, this isn't probably Trent because it's also 10.1. Yeah. I'm not a brewer, so I don't know how to fucking guess. But, I mean, this is fantastic. And if this is alluding to what Trent will be like as a baseline, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. This is a, to me, it's a slower sipper yeah. than Dyson Sphere was. It Dyson is. Sphere was... We said it wasn't really thick, but kind of medium. But as high of an ABV beer it was, it was definitely a medium to slow sipper. Mm -hmm. This one's going even slower. It is. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep sipping it. We may wrap up before the end of yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, just before. We'll be here all night if I'm sitting here drinking this pint. <laughs> right. So I, one thing I do want to just say, what were the highlights of the Mythos Club? Ooh. Uh, event that we went to so we did the mythos members appreciation party yeah night um excuse me i think there were seven stouts on tap yeah <laughs> sorry there i go from I'm 20 burping. from 2020 yeah it was so the, he had extra he had bottles from last year's or the year before last year's mythos club wasn't it it, it was a full vertical of oh, their yeah. releases oh yeah i mean it, there were seven stouts um, and then of course there was an experimental line of sours mm -hmm. that I didn't really get into. I had the majority of them. Okay. There was one that the majority vote was like, nah, don't, don't worry about that. Mm. Because if they were bad, eh, it, it was a private stock kind of yeah. thing. So it was a wonderful experience because, you know, it, I don't remember how many private sours there or, or funks there were but nine out of ten were hits yeah you know what i mean and of course if you're a home brewer or something you know the the pain oh, <laughs> i yeah. mean you know nine out of ten is fantastic so that's a great that's a great <laughs> ratio to hit yes so i mean um you know the stuff that was provided mythos club wise was, was a fantastic blast. my favorite out of everything yeah oreo yes dude i uh, i don't remember the name cthulhu of it. Yes, Cthulhu. I believe it was Cthulhu. So it was a it was a milk and cookies imperial stout. Mm. And <clears throat> Ryan said he may or may not be <laughs> may or may not be allegedly. That's what we have to say. Yes. Barrel aging that one. Well, everyone, you know, except the staff probably partaking. I just want to say like I don't know what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But yeah. I really do hope to see more Oreo stouts. 
That would be I I love Cthulhu. I think it was Cthulhu. I think it was. I could be wrong. There was two that were amazing. There was Leviathan. Yeah. Cthulhu. And I think I feel like there was I think Leviathan was the first one that we had. No? No. Okay. I don't think so. Shit. Cthulhu was was a favorite. I really enjoyed there was a um I've got a picture that I'm gonna pull. Mint and it was like a um like a mint chocolate Russian Imperial Stout. It was the last one on the Stout series, and it was really good. Man, that whole night, like, uh, I went back for several of the Oreo Stout. And this was much like, it, it was akin to a beer festival because you got your pourings and tasters and everything, because so that way everybody can have a taste. And Gentry yeah. was there pouring coffee, too. Yeah. Was it Gentry? Yeah, Gentry. He was uh, figuring out with the club members who or what coffee would go into the next stout. Yes. Which is just super fun. That was a fun experience. I'm not a coffee guy, but I, I appreciated that experience. Yes. Overall. It's And one coffee kind of ruled out all the others, too. So that was super fun. There were... Yeah, I don't there were there were only one or two that actually had cinnamon in it out of the seven stouts. And those weren't overpowering, which was good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they were all every single one of those stouts was just phenomenal. It was a good night overall. Oh, you found a picture. Yeah. Uh Cthulhu was number one. Ah, Kraken. Okay. So we were wrong. We were wrong. Cthulhu. Yes. Okay. Cthulhu so, was the first one. Mythos. This was the Mythos member party. I'll give you the full lineup. Yeah. So the first year we missed out by like three days, like God. a lot of individuals who Damn joined it. the second round. Yeah. So Mythos, the first one that was released was Cthulhu. Coffee milk stout with Las Hoyas des Eilid Puerto Bourbon. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what the fuck yeah, that you're is. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to start running into trouble as you start naming these. Yeah, I don't know. I, that might be coffee and bourbon. I don't fucking know. Then there's Mythos Kraken. That was the favorite. Milk stout with the adjunct of Oreo cookies. Mm. And people went ballistic on that. Um, it's, it's the only bottle, I think, that completely ran out of stock. We, I remember going up to get more of it, and they opened the last bottle, and they're like, all right, last call for mm-hmm. Kraken. Crazy. So good. Then we had the uh, third iteration, Umibozu, raspberry milk stout, mm. and then with an adjunct of coconut. Then the uh, Jormungandr. Jormungandr. That one was a Russian imperial stout, and it was also a fan favorite. That was the that was the first one on the list for me that was like, whoa, yeah. like kick in the face. Yes. The other it, ones were smooth and really good, but like Jormungandr was just like, boom, Russian Imperial Stout right well, in the face. Here's why. It had Ugandan, Madagascan, Mexican, and Tahitian vanilla bean uh, blend. You got some vanilla on vanilla, vanilla on vanilla on vanilla time. action. <laughs> Avery. Yeah, yeah, Avery. This was four, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good compared to whatever the fuck triple vanilla was on Avery's part. Uh, Charbitus or Charbitus? I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's right. right. No, I think it is. Is it Charbitus? Carbitus. 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 Anyway, Russian Imperial Stout. Um, cinnamon. 
it's a cinnamon, vanilla, hazelnut, Ethiopian washed coffee from Parlor Coffee Roasters. It was good too, but I mean, Jormungandr and the Oreo is super hard to beat. Jormungandr and Kraken. Yeah. And then Scylla. Scylla. Russian Imperial Stout with hazelnuts, dates, pink ha- Himalayan pink salt. Himalayan salt. Madagascar vanilla, Hacienda Azul, Rica Cocoa Nibs. Okay. So chocolate. <laughs> Leviathan. <laughs> then Leviathan. Leviathan was basically the mint chocolate one, right? Yeah. I think yeah. Girl Scout cookie mint chocolate yes, chip. Thin mints. Yeah. Thin mints. That's what I was looking for. And so then good. mint leaves, Madagascar vanilla, and mint chocolate cookies. I was totally expecting that one to be my favorite of the evening, but I think the Kraken still eked out the winner for me. Yeah. Uh, Kraken. Hands down. Cookies and cream or oatmeal. Oreo thing. Don't it, fuck with it. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was such a good combination. It No wonder it's still around as just a commodity dessert or cookie. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, put it in a beer, you're going to win. God, it was so good. Yeah. It, and just the thought or the tease of maybe a bourbon barrel aged later down the line. It's Something. just so, oh, yes, please. Please I would thank love you. to have that. Yeah. So, may or may not happen. <laughs> It's cool that even though we didn't get a chance to get the Mythos Club last year, that we still got to experience some of it. Definitely. I hope that's a trend year after year. Oh, imagine being able to have verticals next year. Yeah. There's no more Oreo, but just think, if you join, if you know the club continues into a third year, you've got most of the vertical of first year, second year, and then you've got the ones you're collecting that year. Well, if he goes in order... Yeah. The first one was Cinnamon. Yeah. Right? Kappa. Yeah. Kappa was the first one of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then we have the second one. Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. Grendel. We haven't... Grendel. We haven't reviewed it yet. No. That's yet. on a future episode. Yeah. Okay. I feel like if we let that sit for a little bit... Is there Cinnamon in that one? <sighs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Let me look it up. But Grendel, you know, it's been on our plate to do, but then we got distracted by a bunch of interviews. And, yeah. You know, good problem to have and all. But uh, one of those things is you, 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 we ended up slacking on doing our own tastings when beer is supposed to be at its best when, in, you know, released. consumed as soon as it's released. Yeah. I feel like if this one does have cinnamon, though, it's going to be muted a little bit because it's been aging for a little longer. Let's see if anyone put it in. Yeah, they did. So, uh, Grendel, okay. soon to be reviewed by us, is a sweet stout. Uh, hold on. Damn it. This is the uh, untapped style definition. Oh, okay. My bad. Imperial milk stout with cocoa powder, dandelion cocoa nibs, Madagascar vanilla, and cinnamon. Uh, Cassia cinnamon. So, it's also a cinnamon one. But the reviews are all practically fours out of fives so you know people like us also are hesitant to give it the full marks you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because full marks means perfect and people are hesitant to say this is the perfect thing because what am i i'm not perfect (laughs) alcohol is hitting now time to get (laughs) time to get kind of in there but yeah so grendel's another one of those cinnamon stouts that came out got it but i doubt it's gonna be as heavy as kappa Kappa was heavy on cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I still don't think it was over the top. No. But it was definitely heavier than what I was expecting. Yeah, and I think with Kappa being the mischievous mascot, it is. 
I think this one's going to be more to the point. Hmm. So um, I'm looking forward to that. One. Me too. And uh, with that, closing thoughts. Ooh. Um, very me, good barley wine. Give me the rating on this one ah. while, you're, while you're thinking. Okay. <clears throat> I... So, mm, dude, my ignorance, yeah. Have you done a big gulp? No. Do a big gulp. I liked it more than a sip. Surprisingly, not as strong as it with a big gulp, right? As it is with a little sip. Mm-hmm. Weird, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> if Shane was here, he would just like chug it. But Shane would have chugged <laughs> this by now. <laughs> Shane, I haven't known. I only, I only met you at the Living Waters Mythos mm. party, but you're a wild individual from just the, the minute I met you. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hanging out with you a little bit more. Definitely. But uh, as far as ratings go, <clears throat> this is probably this probably tops the list of my favorite bar like barley wines. Yeah, that I've had. I haven't had a lot of barley wines, so I really can't sit here and and break it down. Um. I I'd put this above a four. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would give it much more than that, simply for the fact that I'm ignorant mm. to barley wines. I feel that if I if I knew more about barley wines, I could I could be a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> I could critique it a little bit more against other barley wines, but the few that I have had, I feel like this one kind of ranked towards the top. And I very much like this. If it was between this and Dyson Sphere, I'd still say Dyson Sphere. But that's just because I'm a stout over a barley wine guy. I'm about the same way. I'm going to give this one a 425 because it Mm. is the top current to my level barley wine that I've had. So, um, because it's got complexity, it's got layers, and it kicks you in the fucking mouth. But that first sip, dude, <laughs> it introduces you to, or it, it introduces itself to you very, very quick. Twice, <laughs> twice, one over. kick and then another. <laughs> yes, I, lest I forget, there was a second like reminder yes. after that first taste. It was wild. It could have been uh, maybe it's mild. It's it's kind of mellowing out a little bit as we're drinking, or maybe our taste buds are just getting used to it a little bit more. It could be a little bit of both. But I feel like this is not as strong of a beer. As the first sip. Whoops. Check-ins. So Mitch (laughs) Mitch just checked in his one thousandth beer. That was it. And it happened to be with a Living Waters brew on the podcast. That's pretty wild, man. I screenshot it. I'll post about it later. That's great. Hey. Not a bad beer for a thousandth check. No, man. Thank you, Living Waters. You know, I, it's it's funny every time we, every time we know we're coming up on those milestones, we're like, oh, we got to make sure we get a good beer when we right. check it in. You just accidentally, I did checked in the beer, <laughs> and it happened to be a great one. Well, I knew I was close, so I was like, I better check see where I'm at. And it, sure enough, thousand. Wow. Flat. Like, oh shit. That, of course, I couldn't end a thousand check-ins better with these two beers. That's great. Okay, so that being said, what are your thoughts on it? You know, it, it's powerful. It's fuel. It is literal rocket fuel. It, it they took the sun's energy to brew this bastard. Hmm. Um, it's heavy. Yeah, it'll kick you in the fucking face, mm-hmm. and it'll make you wish you had more. Preach. 
So uh, four two five for me. Fantastic barley wine. I nice. hope to have more. I look forward to the future. Living waters, mythos, and releases. I can't say any more about that. <laughs> that was great. Stellar, stellar engine, Dyson Sphere, Living Waters, great beers all around. Fucking good. Have Living Waters. Anytime you're in Nashville, check them out. They're really good. Um, <clears throat> we're going to keep drinking Living Waters. I feel like part of my paycheck goes to them every single time. <laughs> no doubt. Their, their IPAs are great. Their stouts are great. Apparently, their barley ones are great. Mm. Um, the Mythos Club that we signed up for, you know, probably the only quote-unquote mug club mm. that I'm a part of. And the party alone was worth it Yeah, to me. But being able to have these, you know, these vintage releases like Kappa um, is also fun. And obviously, this wasn't a, a Mythos release. But, right. You know, I think we got, didn't we get access to pre-ordering? Early? Yes. Uh, with Mythos membership, you do get a week or so's notice prior to public release yeah so you get access you get guaranteed pre-orders on these kind of beers so mm -hmm. shout out to ryan shout out to gentry shout out to living waters thanks you for got, all you do man yeah you guys are doing great we love you guys please keep brewing beer we're going to keep drinking beer if you are drinking beer keep drinking beer if you're not drinking beer start drinking beer and if you've never had craft beer before living waters is a great place to start they've got a little something for everybody i know we've plugged them many times but that's because they're good at what they do Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Cheers.